Hi, I'm Cassandra Siebels, the 2022-2023 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. So hi there, my name is Laura Wagner. I serve as the Vice President of Advocacy and Initiatives with the Junior League of Atlanta for this 2022-2023 year. And I'm happy to be with you. Hey, Laura. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited to talk today uh, about our public stands and kind of how that influences what the Junior League does as a nonpartisan advocacy organization. That's just a mouthful. So. <laughs> Why don't we start with what is a public stand? Right. Well, our public stands are a series of affirmative position statements that provide a framework for the Junior League of Atlanta's advocacy work. And it's important to have that framework because as a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the Junior League of Atlanta is held to certain requirements related to how how we advocate or lobby. Um, so our advocacy is not necessarily bipartisan or non-political, but it is strictly nonpartisan, meaning that our advocacy work is tied to policies and issues and not a person, party, or affection. And so when we identify our advocacy areas uh, based on our public stands, we're able to very objectively educate our members on issues that we think are critical for women and children in Atlanta. And our public stands are reviewed and approved by the board of directors within the Junior League of Atlanta each year. Of course, those Public stands are reviewed by the Public and Political Affairs Committee within the Advocacy and Initiatives Council, uh, and then they are taken to the board for review and approval. So that's essentially how we use our public stands and why they're so important. So they're reviewed every year. How do they influence kind of what what you and the rest of the political affairs committee really do in the league? Well, our public stands focus on equity, education, health, and aid and protection as four very broad categories of those public stands. And so, for example, within the area of equity, we support policies and initiatives that remove barriers to success because of a person's race, color, religion, gender, disability, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, national origin or ethnicity, uh, including and not limited to efforts related to certain factors such as promoting the well-being of communities that have been marginalized, addressing root causes of generational poverty, and otherwise. And you can find all these public stands on our website, by the way. And within education, we support policies and initiatives that strengthen education in Georgia. Um, for health, we support policies and initiatives that promote the health and well-being of Georgia's 
women and children. And again, there are lots of specifics underneath each area um, that I'm mentioning here. And then for aid and protection, the JLA supports policies and initiatives that offer aid and protection to Georgia's women and children, including but not limited to efforts related to accessible, high quality childcare for families, collaborative efforts between agencies that have an impact on children and otherwise. And so I say all that um, to give a, a couple of supporting examples. For one, there are advocacy efforts related to the taxation of uh, menstrual products, as well as a taxation on diapers. One of our um, advocacy partners at the Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students is advocating for Georgia to eliminate the diaper tax. So as you might have been able to hear through that long set of public stands that I just read through at a high level, our public stands guide us to say that we promote the aid and protection of women and children, and we think that the elimination of something like a diaper tax would be beneficial for women and children. There's also pending legislation related to extending TANF benefits, temporary assistance for needy families, benefits to uh, women who are pregnant, and that would be new coverage. And so that's another potential area that we are focused in on in this legislative session. So everything that we do in terms of advocacy is tied to these public stands. Amazing. And so you mentioned the legislative session, and for anyone who's listening who might not be familiar, when is the Georgia legislative session? It is currently underway. It is underway until the end of March. And that legislative calendar was actually agreed upon on the first day of session. And that is a pretty big deal, as I'm told. I've spoken to partners of ours and different advocacy organizations that cannot recall a time that that was uh, the calendar was set on the first day, but it extended from um, early January until the end of March. So it's fairly quick. The Georgia legislative session is really only three months. Right. It, it can extend into a special session, um, but but it is a brief time. That's right. So a lot of what the PAC committee works on right now is kind of tied to this legislative session and guided by our public stands. Is that right? That's absolutely right. So we aim to educate our members on various pieces of legislation that are under consideration. And also we seek to empower our members to talk with their elected officials about those areas within our public stands that are really important to them, either personally or because of what they've learned through their service to the Atlanta community. So the legislation that we advocate for, is it solely guided by the public stands. So if it the legislation doesn't fall in these criteria, then it's not something we talk about? Much, yes, I would say is the answer uh, to that question. We have these public stands to serve as that objective framework uh, to, to guide our efforts and to narrow the scope of what we look to advocate for, especially during session. 
so I know we're coming up on Capital Day. Um, and maybe for someone who isn't familiar that's listening, what is Capital Day? So Capital Day is a hallmark event that we have within the JLA. And we are going to be hosting JLA Day at the Capitol on Wednesday, March the 8th. And so anyone who's listening to this, who's especially interested in advocacy, please do join us on Wednesday, March 8th. We will be convening at the Capitol in downtown Atlanta in room 230 at the Georgia State Capitol. And you are welcome to register for the event on our JLA website. Please do join us. We have invited different legislators to come and speak with us, bearing in mind that it is Women's History Month. And we also are hoping to have some of our coalition partners present to present to our members from a panel. So heading into Capital Day, which is kind of our largest advocacy event of the year, what is happening in the Georgia legislative session that the PAC committee is kind of keeping an eye out in line with what our public stands are? So we are still learning from some of our coalition uh, partners, including Georgia Stomp, which I mentioned briefly, uh, as well as the Georgia Justice Project, uh, Gears, Voices for Georgia's Children, and otherwise. So as part of the Capital Day experience, our members can expect to receive a listing of bills that are being considered by the Georgia General Assembly. And we will use our public stands to guide conversation around um, being in support of or otherwise for certain pieces of pending legislation. Is there anything pending right now that might be good to kind of raise some awareness around in terms of what's coming up? Because I know we haven't quite hit crossover day yet. Some of the legislation that we're tracking includes SB 83 on the temporary protection order eligibility for those who are stalked in their homes. We're also looking at SB 61, which is related to sick leave for the care of immediate family members. HB 129 relates to expanding Uh, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, or TANF, Eligibility Criteria to Pregnant Women. We're looking at HB5 for menstrual hygiene products to be available at no cost to students in certain uh, University System of Georgia facilities. We're considering SB51 related to sales and use taxes on certain menstrual products. Additionally, we are looking at what's happening with HB 157. This relates to HOPE grant eligibility for students seeking an associate's degree at a branch of the Technical College System of Georgia. And then a few additional bills that we are tracking are SB 4. It is labeled Blind Persons Braille Literacy Rights and Education Act, and additionally, HB3, which is Support for Students Living in Poverty Act. And lastly, there's another bill, HB123, that relates to sales and use tax for 
uh, certain menstrual products uh, to create an exemption for this. Amazing. So if I want to learn more or know what's in the legislative session, where can I go to find that information? So we do have an advocacy and action newsletter that you can subscribe to. You can also follow our partners um, from our various coalitions and their newsletters and update emails. And I'll share with you a a listing of our coalition partners, because I think that would be of note for our listeners here. Well, Laura, maybe we could include a link in our episode description (laughs) if anybody wants to sign up for our newsletters or see any of our pictures. Perfect. Perfect. We can include a link to sign up for the Advocacy in Action newsletter. Yes. Amazing. Well, check your description with wherever you are listening to us from and check out some of the links to sign up for some newsletters and to see some of our advocacy partners with some of their newsletters as well. And if I'm new to advocating, how would I figure out who my representative is and or get in touch with them if I don't know how to do that? I can also share a link um, with our listeners and and how to find your elected official. Um, But uh, suffice it to say, you can find your legislator on the Georgia General, General Assembly's website. So you can find your Georgia General Assembly elected representatives by visiting the General Assembly's website. And I can include that link uh, as well in our notes and follow up. Well, Laura, thank you so much for for meeting with me and chatting with me. It was interesting to, to learn so much more about our public stands and the advocacy work that the PAC committee is doing. If there was one thing that you would want somebody to take away from our conversation who's listening, what would that be? What would you say if you can't remember all of our public stands, that's okay. Just remember this one thing. Thank you for having me. It has been really wonderful to talk with you about the work of the PAC committee within the Junior League of Atlanta. So thanks for the opportunity. What I would want for our listeners to take away from this chat is that you should feel empowered to reach out to your legislator not only during session, meet them for a cup of coffee um, outside of session and talk to them about what is most important to you as a constituent. Uh, They work for us, and so you should feel uh, super empowered to, to reach out to your elected officials. And if you need a little bit of support in figuring out how to communicate with your legislator, join us at JLA Day at the Capitol. So, Laura, what if somebody's not a member of the JLA or maybe not even in in the Atlanta area? What should they do in their local community? How could they figure out how to get involved in advocacy work in their local community? Well, I think it's important to remember that even though session may be a short window of time, for as long as your elected officials are elected, they do work for you. Uh, and and that's important to bear in mind. Certainly, they hold great power and responsibility, but your legislators, I should say, really want to hear from you about issues that are impacting you and your family and your community. And stories like yours inform their efforts. And so, 
don't be shy about reaching out to your elected official. Uh, in fact, your genuine information, your causes, your concerns are appreciated much more than a form generated email or some generic language that's provided in mass to legislators. Legislators want to hear individual stories um, from people like you and me. So sounds like crazy enough, the simplest solution is pick up the phone and call your representative. Exactly. Exactly. I would definitely say so. And again, recognize that you're you're doing your legislator a service by reaching out. Well, Laura, thank you again so much. I really appreciated the conversation and look forward to Capital Day and all of the amazing advocacy work that's coming out of the PAC committee this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.